0: two cents unsolicited my name is lauren and today i wanted to talk about making friends on the internet um i am a child of the internet through and through i grew up watching like (laughs) minecraft role plays on youtube and um i was a musically kid and like all of that stuff um so when i was like i don't know i want to say like eight probably my goodness I really hope you can't hear that um so I want to say when I was like eight or so um I had Minecraft for the first time and um when I downloaded Minecraft obviously I made friends on there because it's a very friendly platform full of other children but also weird adults um not that you're weird if you play Minecraft as an adult but Um, it is a game made for children, so I feel like you should be taking that into account. Anyhow, um, because of that, when I was making friends on Minecraft, I, um, I made friends on the internet very quickly and was introduced to the world of Discord, which I'll get into later, but anyhow, crazy platform. But um I was also introduced to Skype. Didn't use Skype very much. It was just this one person that was like, what's Skype? Lucky enough for me, she was like also nine. So I got lucky there. But if it had been like a grown man asking me to Skype because we met on Minecraft. Yeah, okay, so that's the main topic of today. Obviously this episode is called The Good, the Bad and the Dangerous. But um, I wanted to just start by saying that I am a child of the internet, and so a lot of this comes from personal experience. So, whatever. I also want to mention that I grew up with a very—I'm very fortunate to have grown up with a very prominent like um, internet safety course at my elementary school. So, like we—they talked to us a lot about the dangers of the internet and digital footprint and whatnot, um, and how people can track you online. So, I was, I am probably more aware of that stuff than most people. So, starting with the first section of today, the good. Now, I I am a testament for the good of making friends online. I think that um, as long as you are aware of how to act on the internet and how to like be aware of your surroundings on the internet, then making friends on the internet isn't even bad. Like Now, if you don't understand all that stuff, then obviously that's going to be bad because you could be... Well, I'll get into that when we get to the dangerous, but... Um, I've made some very close friends on the internet. One of my best friends, I want to say, probably, I met on the internet. So, so <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I'm a testament to the good and I'm not going to let that be a bias here. Uh, what am I talking about? It's my podcast. I get to talk about whatever I want. I do have a bias, but it's alright. So, my first, like, pro that I wanted to talk about was that you can very easily find friends with the same hobbies and interests, so this is gonna come all, come up a lot in this podcast, but I am an avid Swifty, an avid fan of Taylor Swift, I love Taylor Swift, and a little anecdote, um, Around a year ago, I think we actually just celebrated our one year anniversary. Around a year ago, I was on TikTok and I saw this girl who was like, Let's make a little Snap group chat of all of our Swifties and we can be Swifties together. And I was like, Okay, yes, I'm joining that. And so I did. And that group chat is still like semi active today, not as active as it was in the early days, but nonetheless so that group chat i feel like part of what was safe about it was that one when you get added to a group chat on snapchat you can only add certain people so if you get like a bad vibe from somebody you don't have to um like add them or add them back or whatever like you just don't have to associate with them and the other thing is that once you do add them like most people post their lives on their snap stories so like the chances of getting catfished if somebody is posting like videos from their life then like really snap i feel like snapchat is a much safer platform than um adults today make it out to be like yes the origins of snapchat were bad but How Snapchat works today isn't as bad as people say it is, I feel like. Um, because you really don't have to associate with people and like the only real dangerous thing about it is like if you share your location to everybody, but I don't really get doing that, so it's whatever. Anyhow, that um, Snapchat group chat, one of my pros is that I found friends that all had the same interest as me. Like, we ended up all, you know, it was a Swifty group chat, so we all really liked Taylor Swift, and so we could talk about Taylor Swift without, like, feeling judged or crazy or whatever, because we all had the same interests, and along with that is once you make, like, sub-friends, um, once you make sub-friends, so what I mean by that is, like, we had the group chat and we were all friends and then I ended up interacting more with certain people in that group so there's this one person I don't want to name names because I don't want to be like oh but um there's one person that I talked a lot more to and she is an avid fan of Taylor Swift, like me she reads a lot like me and we have very similar like, taste in movies and shows and whatnot. And so things like that are why making friends on the internet are good. Because, you know, you can find people who have the same hobbies and interests and things like that. And from there, another good reason to be, to be making friends on the internet is, um, you know, in real life sometimes... It's hard to find friends with a hyper-specific or not-so-hyper-specific interest as you. So, you know, this kind of thing is good because if something big happens, I'll give another little anecdote. Um, On August 31st, 2022, I watched the VMAs because there had been rumors that Taylor Swift was going to walk the carpet. And nobody had actually said anything about her walking the carpet. But um, people were like, well, there's a really big chance that she'll win video of the year with um, all too well short film. And so she might walk the carpet. So I was like, okay, whatever. The VMAs is fun enough, so I'll just watch it instead. And I did. I watched the VMAs and Taylor appeared. She did. She walked the carpet. And she was in an amazing amazing dress and throughout the night like i throughout the night like dancing every once in a while and then you know watching as the night goes on the big rumor was that she was gonna perform and that would be like the holy grail of the night if she performed and so uh, spoiler alert, she didn't perform. It was supposed to end at 10, it was like 9.50, and I was kind of thinking, like, if she's going to perform, she really only has 10 minutes, and video of the year is coming up, so it doesn't really make any sense, right? And so, uh, she didn't perform. We were all like, it was also like, I think a week, maybe less, after the five year anniversary of Look What You Made Me Do which meant that she could um legally re-record it and so we were like oh my god she's gonna because she premiered the original with what you made me do video at the vmas and so we were like oh my gosh five years later like she's gonna do it again um just with the new one and obviously that didn't happen but the dress was very like the rhinestone path from the music video and all this stuff so that was a big thing anyhow sorry i'm like going off track i was watching and they do video of the year and taylor wins right and i'm like yay taylor won party exciting and so i'm like yay exciting i'm so happy for her and then she gets up on stage and she says thank you thank you to dylan thank you to the i forget her name the girl that directed it or that like helped her direct it thank you to sadie Singh, all this stuff and then she goes i had decided that if you guys voted for me to win this award tonight that i would go ahead and tell you that my new album midnight is coming or my new album is coming out october 21st more information at midnight and i was like oh, oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god Um, I did cry if I could put pictures into this thing I would but unfortunately that's not how podcasts work. Um, I literally cried listening to her say that and then Nicki Minaj got on stage and sang Super Freaky Girl and that was definitely a change of pace for me. But my point leading this back to the main topic of today is that when that happened, I immediately texted my Swifty friends, it was like, oh my god new album, new album, new album and we, that until cause she hadn't like said the name, she said more information at midnight, which is when she announced cover and title, and um so we were all like new album, like we were trying to figure out if it was gonna be a Taylor's version or if it was gonna be a new album and the big thing was like she said new she said new um and so that was how we found out about midnights and i feel like in real life sometimes you just don't have those people that you can celebrate those kinds of things with and so having people that you know have the same interest like you can celebrate those things with them because they're also bound to be excited and i feel like that is a big pro to making friends on the internet but obviously there are cons as well this is not going to fall into the category of dangerous these cons these are just going to fall into like oh sad um because the dangerous is a whole other category and that's kind of why it's last but the cons the biggest con to me is that like the chances of actually getting to meet these people face to face is so low um like if you live in california and you make a friend who lives in north carolina all the way across the country like it's just not gonna happen right so unless by some miracle you guys are in the same place at once or something happens that somebody is just so kind to fly out and see you but um, never getting to meet somebody like if you have a strong bond with somebody, I feel like human nature is to be like, oh, I want to like meet you face to face. And if you don't get to do that, I feel like that kind of weakens a bond or whatever. But along with that, the same analogy of you live in California and you meet someone who lives in North Carolina, things like time zones and lifestyles and status and stuff um i don't mean status like popularity i mean status like economic or social um can kind of get in the way of some of these things so like i said you live in california somebody lives in north carolina um if you live in california you're gonna be in pst which is uh three hours behind um est And so, if you're like, "Oh, okay, it's 9 p.m.," you is the person who lives in California. You're like, "Oh, it's 9 p.m.," like let me just hit up my little friend that I met on the internet. And it's midnight for them, and they're sleeping because they have a good sleep schedule, which is not common for people that you meet on the internet. But it's whatever. Um, Then you're limiting your chances to talk to them because also like you get out of school because most people you meet on the internet you're school-aged you get out of school it's like 3 p.m whatever and you're like oh let me hit up my little friend because i've been at school all day and your little friend is eating dinner because it's 6 p.m or like your little friend is doing extracurriculars because it's 6 p.m for them so i feel like time zones really, really, really do get in the way, um, especially if you have really big time zones. Like, people who try to be friends across countries, like if you live in America and somebody else lives in like, the UK and that's a six hour difference, like this, it's just not going to work. It's really not. And, um, with that, like, things like, oh yeah, I do eight extracurriculars and I never have time, versus somebody who's uh, just doesn't do anything, not that that's bad, but you know, is somebody who just likes to chill at home you're not gonna have the time to talk to each other, and so if you make a bond over something like the summer like in between school years and where you're not doing anything and then suddenly it's school and you can't talk as much because you're busy, you know, that's not good, right? So, with that, like things like also economics, I don't know how that would really play into this, but I feel like it could somehow. Um, trying to think of something real quick. Like, oh, like if you meet somebody on the internet and you're like, hey, yo, let's play. Sorry, somebody on the internet and they want to play roblox and they're like okay let's play bloxburg for all the cool people out there who don't know what bloxburg is <laughs> um it's something that, like you have to pay to play this game and they're like oh like i don't have the money for that then that's gonna form an issue right because what if your little friend's favorite game is Bloxburg, because their parents paid for it you don't have the money to play Boxburg or like your parents would never pay for you to play voxford this is so unserious um so that's that's that and i think in terms of pros and cons the pros definitely outweigh the cons but the con has a thing on their side that definitely changes the balance. Is where we get into the dangerous of trafficking and kidnapping and grooming and whatever. Um, this is definitely gonna be a tone switch here, but um, I mean, it's a very vital part of making friends on the internet is recognizing these dangers. But oh my gosh, so we have things. unavoidable on the internet, right? Creeps are unavoidable on the internet. Things like TikTok, you see people all the time, you're like, you're creepy. Get out. Um, but with that, it comes um, the importance of online literacy and knowing how to detect creepy from a tr- like somebody that you can be friends with. part of that what in the world sorry my light just turned off I don't know why I did that um Um, so with that is the importance of online literacy and saying how to detect somebody that is creepy from somebody that is like actually someone that might be your age and is nice to you um, the big platform where this is important is Discord, because Discord, there's so many things you can do on Discord that really um, change how people can see you, so, like I said, this is why I think Snapchat is superior, because people have to post their lives, and there's a big difference between um, a deep fake video camera than, like, a real video with them and their friends. And, uh, Discord, you can use things like voice changers and um, catfish pictures and whatnot. That um, I mean, you can also use those on Snapchat. Don't don't get me wrong. If you're trying to be creepy on Snapchat, you can be creepy. But I feel like it's a lot harder to be creepy on Snapchat in the way that you can on Discord, which is why I've met people on Discord. I'm not gonna say like. All people on Discord are creepy. It's just very common to get groomed on Discord. And I feel like if you're on if you're on the platform and you don't know that, you need to step away and look. <laughs> um but the truth is that the FBI found that five hundred thousand predators are online daily and if you are unaware of that and unaware of how to detect a predator how to decipher whether somebody is a predator or not then you're gonna be in trouble right and I'm not saying that it's if you get groomed or trafficked or kidnapped from somebody online it's not your fault it really isn't it is the person who decided to go online and try to traffic some people like that's that's their fault because they're bad people it's not your fault for falling into it because it's the whole point is that you fall into it. But, um, yeah. So, my main point is that it it is so, so, so important to teach children these days online literacy because it's, it's, um, it's inevitable. Kids are going to end up on the internet. It's too mainstream to not be that way. I, and I mean that like I was on the internet as a child and it's more prevalent than it was then now and so it's just it's inevitable and everybody the best thing that we can do are the best thing that we can do for kids is to just teach them how to be safe on the internet um, things like don't tell people your full name don't tell people specifics of where you live um and by that I mean like if you live in a big city like okay tell them you live in the big city and not like in the little tiny suburb that you live in right um obviously don't tell people your credit card info or like your mom's names or your family's names anything like that that they can use to get deeper to you because Another thing is 89% of grooming happens online and that's so crazy to think about, but like 89% your kid could very well fall into that 89% and get stuck and as much as we don't want to think about that like happening to people we love, it can and it does and unfortunately It's just, we can't really stop it, because kids are sneaky, kids don't really care what their mom says about don't go on discord or whatever, it's gonna be, it's gonna happen. So, like I'm saying, like, the internet is, the internet and making friends, the internet is inevitable for children, and the only thing that we can really do to help is teach them how to be safe and that That is the main that's the main point of today is if you can be safe then making friends on the internet is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing but if you are unaware of that safety then you're putting yourself at risk like I'm not trying to make it sound like if you're like if you're unaware that's your fault and it's your fault that something bad could happen to you but uh, I'm really not trying to say that I'm trying to say, like, it's an adult's duty to teach children about that stuff because kids on the internet is a big deal. And helping kids get off of the internet is a big deal. So, that is my point for today. Be safe on the internet. Talk to your friends. Have a good day. Those were my two cents. Um, yeah, follow my socials. Oh gosh! Ah, ah. Um, thank you so much for listening. Follow our socials on Twitter at two number two c unsolicited, and at Instagram at two cents underscore unsolicited. And like I said, my name is Lauren, and have a great day.